Welcome to Day 157 of Shaped by the Word, and this is actually our third take on this. We've had screen problems. We've had electricity shutting off. The last podcast we did was the best podcast we had ever, ever done. It, it will be recoverable, ir- irrecoverable forever. You can tell this one's not going to be nearly as good as <laughs> you know, that one. I'm Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge and Matt Kresge, and we continue in the book of Romans. Uh, most of Paul's letters are, you know, called occasional letters. They're written to address, you know, problems or concerns within the church. Romans has been a little bit different. Paul has just unfolded the beauty of the gospel and the mystery of how God has included both, you know, Jew and Gentile together in one family, and how the gospel calls us, you know, to live together. It's in chapters 14 and 15 that you get just a little bit of a hint of an underlying problem, as in many of Paul's churches. Uh, there's an uneasy tension between those who have received the gospel outside of the Jewish faith and experience a wonderful freedom in Christ. Uh, they're not attached to Jewish ritual or Jewish holidays or Jewish dietary laws. And then there are those who have come through the Jewish faith to Christ, and all of their life they have you know, been well-versed in the holy days and the meaning of those days and the dietary laws and the meaning of, of those laws. And so it's hard for them to let those things go. And so Paul encourages both Jew and Gentile to be gentle with each other in Christ, uh, to live in such a way that they uh, make, you know, make room for each other's differences and for the gospel to be bigger than any of our preferences or any of our differences. Mm-hmm. And so James has told us you know, as we read to you know, look at ourselves in the mirror and not to walk away forgetting what we have just seen, but to be transformed by what we're reading. And there is some very convicting stuff in uh, these next two chapters. So as we read, may we be shaped to becoming a more loving body of Christ. Mm. So as we offer this moment to the Lord, uh, Matt, can you lift us up for the third time yeah. now? Can do it. <laughs> Father, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you for the grace that we have in Christ Jesus and and as Paul's already said, um, God, would you use this to convict us of our own sin, not to see the sin of those around us, but to see our own sin and to repent, mm-hmm. to be your body um, for this place and this time. God, thank you for the grace that we do have in Christ Jesus, both in our salvation and in our daily living. Um, and so as, as we read this through the means that you've given us to be able to do this together as a church, would you edify us? Would you build us up? Um, and would we be a people who um, love one another, who love you, who love our community well? And God, would you get glory through it? We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows him to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant to their own master? Servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another, another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. 
for this very reason Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat treat them with contempt? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, Surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you're no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever is doubts is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Incredible passage all the way through. Last line is deeply convicting everything that's not born of faith, everything that we do that we're not doing as Paul is already encouraging us to do when we live to live to the Lord and when we die to die to the Lord. And and, uh, our lives should be so deeply centered in him that any venture outside Mm -hmm. of his will, his purpose, and his grace for us is a venture in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Verses 7 and 8 just um, stand out to me. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. It's just um, so good to point us back to why we're here. Like, we're here for Him. And um, we can get so caught up in these who's right, who's wrong, yeah. You know, why don't they hear my perspective? You know, I feel like they're being blind. You know, things like that where yeah, we find absolutely. ourselves saying. And I find myself saying that same thing, whether it's outwardly or just like in my own heart. And I just, you know, it's, Matt was right. Like, it's so convicting to read this um, and to see our own sin um, instead of, you know, be pointing our fingers at everyone else. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Paul deals with the same thing, you know, with the Corinthians, he mm-hmm. Uh, you know, said, whatever you do, whatever you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and he's saying the same thing here, you know, in a much different way. In everything we do, we we live for Him. Mm-hmm. We're no longer yeah. living for ourselves. Uh, we're living for Him, and because we're living for Him, we have deep, deep grace, you know, with one another. Yeah. And our freedoms that we have are for Him. Like they're freedoms that have been given by Him for his sake, mm-hmm. right? For his glory. And so I think often we hold on to our freedoms very tightly. Um, and whether that's freedoms, you know, as being Americans or freedoms, just being free in Christ mm-hmm. to do, you know, what 
we necessarily i don't know I, i'm totally like messing this up but like we have been given this we're freedom. not going to do a fourth take on this, uh, <laughs> no. on the, on no, this no, podcast no. so see if you can clean it up just a little bit Katie. Is that what you're you know, the freedom no, that we've been given in christ right, right? Yeah. we can abuse those yeah. well when um, you know paul was saying in galatians it's for freedom's sake that christ has set us free but mm. then he tells us not to get entangled again in a yoke of bondage and when our freedoms become bigger than the gospel we are entangled right. you know in a yoke of bondage yeah. And uh, we've really emphasized the wrong freedom. You know, if it's my freedom to eat this or to drink that, that yeah. that's such a low level gift of, of the gospel. And, and that's certainly something yeah. we can do in private and something, you know, certainly something we can rejoice and give thanks over. Mm-hmm. But, but to flaunt that at the expense of the other, the greater freedoms of the gospel or the joy of, you know, community, the joy of building others up in Christ and being built up, yeah. you know, by them. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we, we latch on to the trivial freedoms and we don't exercise yeah. the greater freedoms you well, know, of the gospel. I mean, what a danger it is to elevate our preferences and disguise them as freedom in Christ. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it just is. And, and I think that's one of the things that Paul is doing here is, is pointing us that, you know, those who you, who you look at and you disagree with, they're still doing it to the Lord just as you're doing. I mean, and I think that's, I've been studying some this week just on what service looks like, you know, and what it means to be a servant. And I think one of the things that's interesting is, you know, in this passage, what I noticed, Paul is, you know, this morning you you made coffee, but you <laughs> you didn't bring me any coffee. I made you coffee though. Yeah, Sorry. but but you didn't bring me any coffee. Yeah. I just kind of sat there for a little while. But anyway, go ahead. Tell me what you were learning about service. Yeah, talking about yeah. You know, but I, I think one of the fun things about service is when you seek to serve Christ and to serve one another. You know, then your preferences, you know, or those things mm-hmm. automatically begin, you know, to kind of come under the authority of Christ and that position of servanthood. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one book I was reading that was really interesting, and this thing speaks right to it, is it talks about, you know, pursuing humility, that as soon as you begin to pursue humility, you lose it. Mm-hmm. But one of the fastest ways to gain humility is to see yourself as a servant of God. Mm-hmm. And humility, like, you won't even know it's coming, it but naturally. it'll begin to come because you, you begin to count others, you know, yeah. of more value than yourself, which is how, I mean, this is, that's Philippians, too, yeah. you know, that... That we see the one who has served us, or John 13, where Jesus comes and you know, he washes the feet of his yeah, disciples, and no they say, doubt. no way. You know? no, mm-hmm. Philippians 2 is just wonderful. Your attitude toward each other should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, yeah. who, although he existed in the form of God, did not consider equality of God something he had to hang on to. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, we're just the opposite of that. We hang on to much, much less um, in order you know, to to gain much, much less out of it. And, mm-hmm, and uh, yeah. he gave it up, and therefore God highly exalted him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's you know, part of what he's you know, talking, you know, talking about here. And he has you know, instructions you know, for both of those. Don't let yep. you know something that uh, you know is good be spoken of as, as evil. There is you know, a boundary there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I just wanted to highlight, you know, I think, which is you know, the most you know, important you know, verse in all of Scripture. Pope's verse 2. Yeah. <laughs> Those whose faith is weak eat only vegetables. <laughs> that's and, what I was you know, going. And that's, yeah, that, I, yeah. sorry, but, you know, there, there it is. No, I, I, I like just a little bit further down in verse 4. I, I do like that, too. Um, who are you to judge someone else's servant to their own master, yeah. servant, stand or fall? And they will stand, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. For the Lord is able to make them stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked about this a lot about you know perseverance mm-hmm. in the faith or holding on to the gospel to the very end. And the reason we're able to do that is not because we're holding on to him, but because he is holding on yeah. to us and he is able you know, to make us stand. Mm. I love the heart of community um, that's in all of these instructions that um, you know sometimes we sacrifice um, those freedoms or preferences that we have um, and the, the need to be right for the sake of our brother or sister and um, for their own walk and, and we come alongside them in humility and love um, because we, we've been given this community, yeah. you know. And those can be great freedoms and preferences. You know, I mean, Paul's not just saying, you know, restrict the sinful things, you know, so that you know, love may abound. But I mean, I think you've even, you know, Katie, uh, we have a friend who is a vegetarian. She came to visit Austin and we didn't take her to a barbecue place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I looked up, I really researched <laughs> a really good vegetarian place. This, this passage has nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, you have totally misread and misapplied this passage. We'll pray for you, Matt. And we yeah. <laughs> Should have took her to a barbecue place. So. Yeah. There's, but, there's... you know, it's, it's not saying, well, we have the freedom to eat meat. Sorry, you don't. You can find vegetables where we go. Yeah, it's... I think in the end, we want to live faithfully to the Lord and and love one another well. And and there's times we obviously get that very wrong. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know I do. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. We are fleshly people, uh, you know, who want what we want, when we want it, how we want it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've lived in a privileged world where we a lot of times all of these things are accessible to Mm -hmm. us. and. We've become, you know, spoiled children rather than <laughs> servants of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I love, mm-hmm. uh, that's what the kingdom of God is about, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, receiving and living in light of his righteousness, walking in and uh, rejoicing in his peace and being overwhelmed with his goodness. You know, yeah. the point to, you know, that we delight. I've been reading, you know, through Deuteronomy, and, uh, you know, it talks about, you know, the temple sacrifices, and it talks about the place where, you know, God will, you know, one day place his name so that you can eat and rejoice in my presence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we look at the rituals more as duties than we do as a, a celebration of the joy of the salvation we have in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in light of that, you know, verse 19, then let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Mm-hmm. You know, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. Yeah. I, I mean, what would it look like for us as the body of Christ, you know, to make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think in, in a lot of ways, the world is, is looking for this right here, you know, mm-hmm. to see the church. I mean, this is what Jesus prays for, that we would be unified you know, and because of our unity, the world would marvel at the gospel, you know, marvel at who he is and what he's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's, it, it begins with us having received the kingdom of God, enjoying it, mm-hmm. you know, willing to to seek and make every effort. Yeah. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Mm-hmm. And blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever does doubts is condemned if, if they eat, because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come. Mm-hmm. from faith is sin. May we live our lives, you know, and by faith in the one who loved us and gave himself for us. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you so much for laying aside all of your freedoms and all of your privileges and uh, 
humbling yourself to take on the form of a servant and being obedient to death, even death on a cross. And we thank you that we worship the highly exalted one. Your name is above every name, and that at your name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Christ Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.